Hey everybody, welcome back to our raw, no fluff, heavily unedited. We actually had a conversation about how to word that. I think heavily unedited. It wasn't a, it tripped us out for a few minutes. Anyway, we don't edit these. If this is your first time listening, welcome. But I think we need to lay a few things out too for any new listeners. But it, this podcast might be a little bit different. Well, actually, I know it's a lot different than all the other podcasts out there. And it's this is actually, we try to keep it open, honest. Uh, and that's why I said raw in the beginning, raw. We know we don't have the best mics or equipment, and we don't really care. Actually, we don't care at all. Because the Lord provided us the equipment that we have. We didn't need anything fancy because what's the point? And duct I mean, tape covers a multitude of sins. <laughs> oh, there's your next t-shirt. <laughs> duct tape. I'm just saying almost all the equipment we're working off yeah, of that, that brought may, to you. Or electrical tape. Yeah. Anyway, we don't, we don't care. It's not meant to attract uh, numbers or any kind of recognition on the internet. We're not trying to puff ourselves up. This podcast is a result of what is lacking in the world. It's real educated Christians having biblical conversations about real issues, uh, mostly centered around this decomposing world around us and how it relates to the soon return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So with that, with that, it's not not gonna it's not usually a, like a happy feel good podcast i don't think we don't try to be purposely morose morose but there is a sense of like i said a decomposing world around us well it's not that we're trying to be all doom and gloom it's no this it's, world is doom this and gloom world and is doom we and we want to talk about the stuff that is and not. and nobody honestly discuss these things or yeah. or talks about you know or even cares most of the time about it mm-hmm. uh, it's all about this honestly m- most of the time it's all about a false christ mm-hmm. and that has just you know uh, overtaken the church it is just so if you're it's looking, really sad so if you're, if you're looking, looking for, for that superficial happy-go-lucky life will be great everything is sunshine and rainbows all fancy, making cool video. Like, no, that's not. Sound effects. Yeah, and and we're not into that. That's not. I, I could care less. That is the cheesiest stuff when people. I understand why people do it. I understand marketing. I understand all these things. It's I like you had a career. But I'm not going to do that with the Bible. Nope. I'm not here to market myself or market Jesus. And I was actually having a phone conversation with my brother the other day about that. He said that, you know, that is one of the biggest things that turned him off from God in general, one of the things was just the way how he perceived teachers, preachers, mm-hmm. um, just peddling the word of God and, and selling Jesus, literally selling Christ. And it's been something that I remember him being against ever since I was a little kid because he would always just get annoyed whenever yeah. somebody yeah. would wear like a uh, – a necklace with Jesus, you know, like one of the cross necklaces or like a, anything, even like a t-shirt. He just was very, very vocal about it. 
and I can't I think actually he taught me something <laughs> and so props to him I need to tell maybe text him that and tell him that props to him because he will be very excited about that me and him in case you are wondering are the black sheep of the family yes very so. much so especially in your family oh my gosh <laughs> so anyway I learned something from him I think and I and his point when I when we brought this up the other day was a fact that just this perception of how this is and that just Oh, that just really got to me. I was like, you know what? That bo- that bothers me because that's my problem too. I hate that. So this is not that. This is this is the complete opposite of that. So if you you've been listening with us for a while, then you already know all that stuff. But I know that we're getting um, new views and our views are growing, and it seems like people are getting something out of it. Um, you know, God is definitely using us as tools and we can see it and it's affecting other people's lives by nothing that we have done. We have just been able to be the vessel, which is just, we are so honored. So we're just showing up with all of that. We wanted to hit a couple issues on this, on this one. This one we're going to, we, it was a question that we had had sent into us. Which we love getting your guys' questions. Please reach out to us anytime that you think of anything that we could possibly do to serve you and your family. We love it. From a member of our home church, she sent us in a question about relating to her children. Mm-hmm. And how were, was what was her direct wording? I want... I don't want to misquote the question because it was a okay. So the question very was, good question. It's a great question. It's an amazing question. I think mm-hmm. one that um, really everybody has at some point, but I think it's an amazing thing. Uh, nobody really discusses it. But she says, um, I grew up saved. Sunday school made sure of that. And again, this podcast is called Growing Up Churchy. Most of us come from a church background. So we yeah, we named it uh, definitely. I, yeah, we named it Growing Up Churchy because this is how we grew up. We were those churchy kids. Oh, yeah. But Church school, church service but by uh, but i mean that probably on the like on the black sheep side of it not on the not on the good goody two-shoe side of it but i was you weren't i was you so yeah i'm sorry so anyway go ahead so i grew up saved sunday school made sure of that how do i save my kids we are in the word daily we discuss it i think they get it but now what that is a great question great again great question and i think one it really is everybody kind of toys around within their head i don't know if many people want to admit that they aren't sure or don't know or you know whatever um i think a lot of people are terrified by concerned for especially looking at what their children are facing as far as what the world is pushing to our children um and knowing that our countdown clock of having some form of control over what our children are infiltrated by is passing by every moment of every day we're losing another day to have our children more so under our influence and so I think many of us definitely do kind of look like oh my gosh I mean I see friends who post what they're going through with their kids oh it's heartbreaking yeah it uh, oh I can't and what's horrible is you look at most of those situations and you go well what your family needs is Jesus and most people are like yeah that's not it yeah (laughs) you know and it's like but but it is, and it kills you. Yeah. So what do we do with this? Well, first we need to understand a couple things. 
about children. And this is one, you, as you stated in the beginning, this isn't something that gets talked about, but this is mm -hmm. super, super important. Mm -hmm. It's in, it, it's just the reason why it's so important is you take the example of when the children were brought to Jesus in Matthew, I think it's Matthew 11. I know for sure it's Mark, in Mark 10, 13 through 16 as well. I'm th and like I said, I think it's 11 uh, that it's in Matthew. But uh, when the disciples were rebuking the, the parents and the people for bringing the children to Jesus to have them blessed, Mm -hmm. So no, no, no. Well, the children were in that culture were considered a bother. They were considered lower than adults, obviously. Yep. So they were kind of shoving them off. And Jesus said, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. Bring them to me. And I'll go ahead and just read it in Mark. So it's Mark 10, 13 through 16. And they were bringing children to him that he might touch them. And the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to them, let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands on them. Okay, That's huge, because first, the parents recognized the need to have their children forgiven. Okay, when we say blessed, we're talking about forgiven. So the the disciples, or I mean not the disciples, the parents were bringing their children to him, knowing that the children needed this as well as the adults. Mm -hmm. That's what they yes. were going for, they said. Because they're following laws of Moses and Abraham, and you can go to... Um, Deuteronomy, you can go to Genesis, specifically it's Deuteronomy 11, 18 through 19. I'll go ahead and read it. You shall therefore lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. Mm -hmm. You shall teach them to your children, talking of them while you are sitting in your house and when you are walking by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the parents understood the need to not only teach these things to their children but their children also needed the the forgiveness of sins yes and so that is extremely important because that means a child needs to understand the concept of sin and the need for repentance and forgiveness. Which I feel like is another topic that we don't It's not really something it's not something that we touch on. I know you don't. I mean, you know those signs that you can say, I can see y'all doing this and, and it shows. Mm -hmm. It's you can see that Christians aren't doing this and it shows. Mm -hmm. Um because and I'm not saying that we do a perfect job of it. No. I, this isn't raw, open and honest podcast. We mm -hmm. do a horrible job of it at times. Uh, there's some times that are better than others, but we, you know, we try as a whole and our kids as a whole understand this. We'll have good days and bad days like everybody else, so don't think we're perfect. No, not at all. But it's about, it's honestly, it's about the 
Just like you, though. I mean, that that's where we can get a little softer with it in just a minute. But the importance of teaching your children God's law mm-hmm. and teaching them what these things are specifically that he's talking about and how that relates to their little lives. Mm-hmm. Like this morning, you were, you were, Lily had had a little episode this morning and she was just being what we call Lily. Because... Mm-hmm. <laughs> She is the sweetest child on the planet. Uh, oh my gosh, she's my little, you know, she's my little girl. But anyway, she was being really just nasty this morning. And you took the time to just sit there and explain how this is against God's law and how this applies to you and what you're doing sure. right now. When we were reading through First John, when we were this reading morning, through yeah. First John this morning, and. Um, you know, she sat there and she got she got upset because she understood it was making her more angry because she realized because well, that's conviction. Yeah, it was conviction that was hitting her a little heart. When, right, when right. Get called out. Right. by God, it, it doesn't right. feel and good. And she's at first. eight. Yeah. Okay, so is I, I don't the topic of um, what do they call it? The age of it's, there's a fancy churchy term for it. Innocence. Innocence, yeah. Yeah, AJ Innocence. Yeah, okay. I think that's what it is. That, so that's not so fancy church term. <laughs> but, yeah, this, the age of innocence, I, that just, that was actually a point that I tried to get across in the article, that they need to understand to their ability. Mm-hmm. So my little one, Gigi, she, well, Ollie, she's, Ollie's she's just she's over a year, so we don't. We don't talk but about that. The six-year-old doesn't comprehend. The six-year-old doesn't comprehend. Yeah, comprehend. right. Exactly. She does not the same level. She understands to her ability. To her ability, mm-hmm. she understands God and Jesus, and she must obey them, and she understands the whole. The Which whole again, deal. so when I ask questions like this morning, when I looked, when I stopped you, you know, there in First John, and I said, "This is why how we behave and how we treat one another is important because you're showing if you cannot." love those that you can see how can you love god whom you can't see and so when i stopped and asked questions you know travis gave me a great answer Mm. lily was just upset because we were talking about her and then (laughs) when virginia's answer was like to love god in jesus yeah that's exactly well you're sick so you get the point right Uh, yes i'm not going to sit here and expect some lavish answer from you your understanding to your ability but still Gigi can understand the concept of sin because I can explain to her, Mm -hmm. which is our six-year-old, which I can explain to her what she's doing that's wrong and that's sin. Mm -hmm. And she she can understand that there's there's something that naturally in her that Mm -hmm. goes and wants to do the bad thing. Yeah. Once you explain it to a child like that, I think it becomes a, a, a little bit more mm-hmm. easy once you explain to them that it's, you know, you don't scare them, but we go, we know there's something inside God's of you. God's law is written on your heart. Right, so anytime your sinful flesh chooses right. to do the wrong thing, you know it's the wrong thing because it's not just right. your, that conscience. Because you know that you shouldn't have done most it. Most kids right? understand the idea of, the, of a conscience, but what right. we don't further explain is your conscience what, is what, what, God's what the law world that calls is that. written on your exactly. heart. Correct. So anytime you feel that conscience, that's, that's God speaking That's why nobody to you. has an excuse to not believe in God. That was the explanation explanation that we have of that is that 
clearly we just read that in Romans that he has shown them by his divine nature you can see the sky right mm -hmm. okay God exists you know that's basically Paul's yeah. point um, so they can they can understand a lot more than we think that they can mm -hmm. and we need to just be honest and explain these things to mm -hmm. them so they need to understand the seriousness of it and the and this is another way to, you know, awesome way to teach them about Christ and the only way that they have forgiveness for these things. And the the, the person that that deals with it like a the perfect father would that sits there and says, hey, you shouldn't have done that. You know that was wrong, don't you? You know, that deals with it in love and patience and kindness. Um, so they can, you know, they, they can grasp all that. So the importance of you know of all of this goes into how you make sure that they're saved or that mm -hmm. you know you you have to you have to understand all of that first you have to understand that children need to be taught that they are sinners that just like Christ just like we Christ, do just like we do mm -hmm. Once they and there's a certain way to right. live once you correct have him your actions should reflect that but this is where parent this is where it's your job to constantly put that into practice yes because like you did this morning you said that you violated God's law you didn't say gosh darn it I told you never to do that again I said I said no you said listen this is what you did you're violating God's law I've told you a billion times to not talk like that yeah okay but we took it to a real application and saying look is this how God teaches us to behave absolutely not so this is what you're doing wrong against this okay that so that requires the activity on your part to show them this and this needs to be consistently I know it's sometimes it's inconvenient but thankfully most of our base and the people that listen to this podcast are homeschoolers mm -hmm. So for the homeschoolers, there's no excuse. You make this a practice 24-7. Well, and if you put all of, if you can only fit all of your focus and attention into one thing, it is going to be far more important to put it into the practical application by the example and you guys, I in rarely, your life than of any curriculum or activity or anything else that you can I rarely on. get authoritative at all on this podcast or even in, in real life. But this isn't something, guys, that is an option, okay? This isn't something that you can say, oh, I just do really bad at that. No, because your child's life could be in your hands. Eternal Eternal life, life yeah. could be in your hands. And you never know what your laziness could do to your child. Sure. How that could affect And we're all guilty them. of this to some degree or so another. If you, so you're saying that, you know, you're talking about your child's eternal life. They, they grow up and they don't, they abandon even the way that you tried to frame out for them, mm -hmm. but you failed to execute. You know, if you did that, that's on you. That's your fault. You realize that you are, you are given a, a gift from God. Okay, it is your job to to water that to grow. I mean, wh while it's under your care, once it leaves your house, that's where we have this confirmation. If I've did, if I've did, I've been in the south too long. If I've done everything that I could, showed my child the way. Look, they might they might mess up. 
they might stray away from the path for a while, but ultimately they will they will come back. But you have to be consistent with the parent and the person that you are. Your relationship has to be on track with Christ. But you can't expect theirs to you be. You can't if yours expect isn't. theirs to be if yours isn't. And let me just note here: maybe you've really screwed this up in the past. Right. Maybe your kids have left the path. Maybe that's where you're at. Don't right feel now. guilty. Please, okay. because that's where we have forgiveness of sin. And that's what I was going to say. The greatest thing then is to stop and ask for forgiveness. You can't control what you did in the past. It's in the past. It's done. It's over. Don't beat yourself up. Don't drag it around. And, Don't and do guys, pa- pound into your heads that repentance is a change of mind and a change of action. Yeah. It's not just repenting of your, like telling somebody of your sins. It's that too, but repentance, the word that is used biblically, repentance is an action. It's a turning. You turn away from these things. So if that's what, that's what, if repentance of sins, that's what God requires. That's what's, that's a requirement. And he will assist you and he will help you and he will love you and he will forgive you if you have true repentance so yes if your children have strayed from the path if you realize right now gosh i've screwed up my life and my kids lives okay well repentance don't worry about it you can't if you're, go back and are you truly it. sorry most people go oh of course i am okay okay are would you never ever do that again and does that does that part of you is that disgusting to you and are you yes yes most people answer yes to all these questions okay. so okay. are you now truly so turning and living are you your truly life in the way living you as then? a new creation and living mm-hmm. you know fully to christ and, and showing serving, that and showing to your children to your children showing them forgiveness sh- showing them hey you're going the wrong way right now. i'm sorry this 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 could be my fault this is my fault i want you, know you to what? come back and if we think about it a lot of people do have an issue and a lot of it goes back to the way that the church was portrayed to them as children most families have been hurt by the church in right. some very Absolutely. serious yeah, way which is tragic man. and i do, uh, and i mean thing. we're speaking from firsthand experience i think as a parent that it would be huge to go to your children even older children, whatever, that have been hurt by the church that maybe you put them in. Sure. And apologize to them. Oh, yeah. Yes, definitely. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know I, it hurt you. It hurt me. This isn't what I wanted. And it's not what God is about. Like, it is not I know. Okay. Jesus so is. I know that, and I hate to put words in her mouth, but, you know, poor thing, love her to death. She's in her late 70s now, has dementia and Alzheimer's, but she's still with it for the most part. Is my mother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, some days, my mother. And I know she, if she would be in her full mind and, 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 talking about have, being able to have a full conversation about the Pat and knowing what everything that I grew up on, I know that she would sit there and say, I'm sorry that you had to go through everything that you went through before you got to where you are now. Sure. I know she would say yeah. that. Yeah. Like, and, and, and knowing all the things. So if you think about that while you're in your right mind, if you truly think that, mm-hmm. yeah, go apologize. Say, look, I'm sorry. This is wrong. And Man, I just realized, I, I, you know, God taught me so much this past week and just speaking with my brother because it's it's like getting a fresh new, um, you know, project to work on. But you got to pick away the pieces, to, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the tainted pieces of, mm-hmm. of 
this project. But I think to and go and acknowledge it's, so, that it's not what God's about. Yeah, I know it, but the it's system so, screwed us it's up. It's so it's tainted. Not, it it is. really is. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize it until I've been this far out of it, talking to somebody, I- engaging in real like question of not knowing at all what is truth. Mm-hmm. And that's scary. Like It's one thing to be known what you're taught. Sure. And then what is truth? Yeah. And he's and he's asking these questions that are just, and I'm just like, the we have failed so, so much. much, and I and I it's mean ruining people's I, souls. I, I immediately was like, you know, Lord forgive us. I mean we we need to be forgiven. So, but anyway, where were we going with that? That well, one. I think I think it's just worthwhile to point out that as parents, obviously, yes, we have it, a high level have of that, importance. Right. If you have that'll messed, help bring your children back. You have to understand that. that, and if you have messed that up, know that don't beat yourself up about it. You need to truly repent, turn and, from that, acknowledge and, that turn, and now live your life with this light to show your children. The to same help bring goes them for somebody the if they've lost a child, if That's they right. don't, ha- if their child won't speak to them. If the same goes, okay? There's nothing that that the Lord won't forgive there literally isn't as long as you have repentance and in a in a you know you are just living your life for christ there's nothing that he won't fix Mm -hmm. but don't pray always never stop praying never pray every moment of every day that you can and even more Mm -hmm. and even times that you can't still pray and that's uh, We'll get to another whole separate podcast again, I guess, on praying. I thought we did one. No. No. We've been talking about Maybe we just talking about it. Okay, so we'll do so it. So if but. that's the understanding and the basis then, But right? keep, yeah, the, the, the point is, is just keep praying and keep living your life the way that you're instructed. Don't expect immediate results. This could take, this could something, could take something that would be years, something that has been impossible and cr- across, you know, decades Uh, again I I never thought that I would be in the position that I am now being able to minister to my own brother who is very very turned off Mm -hmm. by the whole idea but now God has spoke to his heart oh and the craving and and the the craving is is there and it's real and I just you know, I just really want to grab onto that, and mm-hmm. I just really want the Spirit to grab onto that and to never let it go. But that He has just taught me so much through um, this process, and believe me, this took. I'll tell a sweet story, <laughs> real quick. This, and then I'll, I promise. No, I'll just stop My mom um, called. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, but I think it's worthy enough to share, and I. I, I don't want to share it because of anything. It's just how God works. This is the all glory to God in this story. But my mom called me the other day and was like, Brandon, I just got off the phone with Mike. And I'm telling you, this is the same amount of dementia, Alzheimer's. Yeah, you completely. never know how you're going to get it. But she gets me and she calls me and I can tell she's doing good because I can tell in her voice and she's, I mean, totally with it. And she's like, Brandon, I just want to call you and just thank you for what you've done for your brother. Mm -hmm. And she goes, he's going to be okay. I've been so, 
And this is if you know our family, if this is something that's this been... This woman has worried her whole life life as a mother. About, you know, it seems about like this is salvation. her one thing that she's yeah. always been concerned about. Mm-hmm. And she called me in her right mind and just, she goes, he's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. So after I picked myself up, before i mean i just i died i i literally just was like in a little ball crying like a baby i mean i was just like you know oh all glory to god so the point point of that that story is this took years years. and it's something it's a slow process yeah it's not but god is faithful Mm -hmm. you just have to have faith and don't expect that anything happens right away because when your mom your mom has had decades of absolute agony and pain but absolute proof from him that she should give up he's too far gone stop moaning and groaning over this let the man go live his life he doesn't want it leave it be Right. right she's had decades of staunch response like that but she continued ever faithful. She continued to to live her life to the best of her right, way, of walking her ability, in God's right. word and following after Christ and doing all of that. Not saying she's perfect. She's some saint. But everybody, no. you know, she continued to do that. And look what and happened. And look what happened. And God used her own, her own other son mm-hmm. to make that happen. So it can come in ways that you never will expect no. and, and, and you can't think of. So you can't sit there and go, oh, this will never happen or I don't know how is this going to happen or what am I supposed to do? I pray and keep praying. And Do you trust you know that what? God's got it? Honestly, then let him have it. But you know what? This is part of the raw and honest part of it. You know what? It, it, it can be agonizing at times. Oh, yes. It can be painful at times. Look and hopeless. Again. Um, for this particular story that I just said, uh, for me, it's even been agonizing. Oh yeah. For this personal situation. Um, but God is faithful. Um, so don't be concerned about that, but just have patience. Nothing comes right away. Okay, this perfect in life, this environment, this stuff, this does not come quickly. Right, it, it, it's coming soon, but that. But Jesus said, this is going to be something that takes time. So it's like a mustard seed. Mm-hmm. It starts off small and then it grows larger. We don't get anything right away. When Jesus sensed that the apostles thought that he was going to bring in the kingdom on the way to Jerusalem, he said, and he sensed it. And he's like, whoa, 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 guys. So we're doing There's got to be a lot of bad stuff mm-hmm. and a lot of period of time here before this is going to happen. But I promise you it's going to happen. You just have to get there mm-hmm. and you have to have faith. It works the same way with your children if you've, if you've lost one, if you've, you know, if one is not interested, if one isn't anything like that. So... Don't hold a heavy heart if you have one that's lost and you're still worrying about it. Just keep praying. Have faith. Live your life the way that you're supposed to. And I promise you, 
not not that I promise you, but God promises you that He will He will reconcile all these things together, and He will. He's He's faithful, and He does things just that are real and that you just will not believe. So, but I think that is such a large part to this question of how of our that, children's that, that salvation. That covers the though. older ones that maybe have been. No, turned but even off. going to like the younger even ones, the that younger is such ones, a part yeah. of it because if we are not as the parents truly living this out day by day, that is like what, such a key factor in this whole thing here. If you are not living by God's word, if you're not in God's word to know what it says to tell you how you should be living, right. if you are not literally doing these things, you can't just expect these things of your children, right? I can't be, you know, eating junk food all day long and guzzling soda sure. and then tell the kids they need to be only eating vegetables. They're going to be like, are you kidding me? Like, why would I only eat that if that's what you're... You have to live by example. Oh, yeah. And it's most of the times, it's the times that you don't want to. Sure. That's the times that you need to do it do the it most. Do it even more. Yeah. And that's the hardest. Suck it, Satan. <laughs> yes, exactly. My favorite line. That's the time. That's what you have to do it the most. So, but I mean, for, but let's for smaller, let's look at, let's go back to the smaller Let's children. go back to the, let's go back to the question too. So in this, right, in Sunday school, we all have this benchmark of, I have now been saved. I said the prayer. Right. I colored I the, the picture. Yeah. They gave me a I ribbon. I memorized the, the, all the Bible verses I was supposed to. So I am I saved I know John 3, now, 16 by heart. Right? But if we don't do, if, if your children have not done that series of right. physical events, how do you know that your children are saved? Is that required for salvation? <laughs> no. No. I mean that that's just as as adults. That's like that's what this you know this this prosperity gospel. This new, it's not even prosperity gospel. I guess it's we were talking yesterday. It's motivational speaking gospel. Is mm. that's my name for it anyway? It's very new agey. It's very new agey, but um, Lord, that's the same thing. No, <laughs> it's the same thing for your kids. This goes into the explanation I just told you. The number one thing that they have to understand is sin. Mm -hmm. You have got to teach them this. And what it is, and the fact that their little, their little selves have a disability to obey God, but they also, if they believe in God, mm -hmm. this is the same thing. If they believe in God and they believe that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, mm -hmm. that the Holy Spirit lives inside them just mm -hmm. as it does us. The Holy Spirit is just as real in their little lives as it is in ours, mm -hmm. and we can't forget that because the Spirit is inside of them, mm -hmm. and and. You see it. When you see the spirit in, in your kids, it's evident. I see the spirit in in all of my children. It's, again, I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you the truth. Mm -hmm. This is you, the, the Holy Spirit is extremely evident. Okay, You'll see a natural want for Scripture, a natural love for it, mm -hmm. uh, a natural excitement, something that they understand, they'll grasp onto. I'd say that Travis and Lily, listen, we're not perfect by any means. I have days that I am ready to quit this ministry, honestly, that I'm saying, you know what? I can't do this if I can't. I, if I can't live my life like this, I can't do this ministry. I, honest, so I'm being completely honest with y'all. I mean, I, I do. So I am not perfect by any means, guys. But this is something that we have to do. And it's okay that it's not perfect. We just have to do it. And you know what? We have more good days than we have bad days. We do. And, and the evidence is just, I mean, it'll melt your heart. I sit in an office full of drawings and little Bible verses that my kids have 
have drawn and and love and understand and and it just will melt your heart so you you see those things they're very very evident mm -hmm. so you can see the fruit of the spirit in your children that's how you know that they're saved you can see the fruits you can see see what it is of course you know but again uh, you have to teach them and they have to understand and you have to understand the concept of sin go listen to the roman studies we have the inability our flesh is hostile towards god yep okay so we have a natural war every single moment of every single day that our flesh wants to go one way the spirit takes us another and it's not going to stop and it's not not going to stop until the day that jesus christ returns it it's just it, until then it it won't until we're caught up it, it doesn't and so them knowing that principle alone is probably the most important and their need for forgiveness of these things to say it's okay we're not telling you you're you know this isn't like early 90s baptist church here where you're sinner and go into hell and repent and burn in the fire and you know like that type of thing but you they need to understand that they do need forgiveness of this because the wrath of god is coming mm -hmm. for the this. unrighteous and unbelievers mm -hmm. so that again that's it's it's a hard thing to swallow but children will not be spared the wrath of god yeah. it's 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 a hard thing to state it's a hard thing to swallow but it's a that's an honest biblical truth that well and i think we've kind of because we're like there is an age of innocence and there's an age of accountability there, is. there right? is it's not and god doesn't desire any of this to happen no that's why what do you think if 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 that happens to a child what do you think is going to happen to that child's parents okay. or that it, i mean it i don't i don't well, even want and the know. age of accountability isn't a set like once yeah, you no turn this age, age no, you have it it's it's an it's understanding of right and wrong right and so i would say honestly look at the like idea of childhood in like the 1940s 1950s right you have this you know much more of an innocence and, and things like that even i mean you know your mom tells her stories and she grew up in like picture perfect life of her you know fancy little family you know as a little kid and you know being more of a, a well-to-do family and she had her cute little playhouse and her yeah. dolls as like a teenager that she right. would do now look at what teenagers are doing are you kidding me right now oh, like gosh. you look at the difference of that oh, and that's yeah. the scary part to look at it and go the age of accountability is the age that a child can decipher what is true you know these right from wrongs and who god is and so you look around at the world and what most i'm just talking the average american child is caught up in i mean most kids are exposed most boys are exposed to porn by age seven that's insanity and that's an average that's like recently been taken and it just blows your mind to think of that as even being a thing the average age for a boy to have a porn addiction is by age like 13 I think or something ridiculous like that and that's just insane Jeez. that's just absolutely insane so you look at the age of accountability and the age of that it's getting younger and younger right. and younger as we go is right. the point in that and so the truthfulness of it is that if every day we are getting closer and closer to the rapture of the church and the second coming of Christ, which inevitably, whether mm -hmm. it's going to happen this year in 10 years or a thousand years every mm -hmm. day we're getting a day closer mm -hmm. and so 
the age of accountability seems to be going down further, further, further as we're getting a day and closer, closer, closer. Well, that just shows that, I mean, the, the, the way the cookie crumbles is that there's going to be a lot of kids who, what we would deem as kids left to the wrath of God because of of their actions and their willingness to indulge in sin. And it is our job as parents to ensure that our children, a know Mm -hmm. right from wrong and how life should be lived. And they know that because of what we teach them, just like you read in Deuteronomy, what we teach them and the life that we live. And then two, what they are exposed to in their life. I yeah, mean, you I can't mean, keep a fourteen-year-old children into these sinful a 14 year old situations, with expecting a, them to be able to get out of it. Yeah, you have to ask yourself those questions. If Jesus came back today, and my fourteen-year-old has a porn addiction, is what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. Like clearly, if he has a porn addiction, and this is something that isn't an issue for him, then. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah. So it, there's there there's a lot of there's a lot of seriousness to it, um, you know, and you can't you can't take it lightly. So that's why I said I I rarely get authoritative, but this isn't this isn't optional. This is something that you must do. Um, I again, this isn't that isn't directed toward the person that asked the question. No, no, we're talking means. about this is many just, things here. Yeah, this is just a, a. It was it was that question that sparked this conversation the, the, because correct. there is so much that goes into correct. this than just a cut or dry. So yeah, not saying that this is all from that person. <laughs> correct. If you um, now let's answer a couple little questions on that. Like, okay, fine, I understand all of this. Now I'm really, really scared. What do I do with it? Like, what do don't I do? How scared. do I like? What, don't be scared. There's listen. There's many different um, outlets if your kids aren't. So what if my kids aren't engaged? What if they oh, don't you know, like reading the Bible? Let me add something first before you do this. What? If you go to the description of really anything that we post where I have all of our links and stuff in it, at the very bottom, the last link, it is so awesome. It's awesome for your kids and it's awesome for every adult. We, but go to that link at the very bottom. Right. It's the ABCs of salvation. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Pastor JD, who we watch every Sunday, he talks about it every time. Um, If you actually look up JD Frog, F-A-R-A-G, on YouTube, and go to one of his prophecy updates, and honestly, just scroll to the very, even if you don't watch the prophecy update, just scroll to the end of it, like in the last, you know, 20 minutes or so, and listen to his dialogue there listen to it with your children watch it all together i mean we would recommend you watch the whole thing but just watch the end of that to watch the abcs of salvation because it is childlike simple it honestly is and you can use this in application with your children with yourself and with other adults because it is the pure simplicity of scripture is that it can speak to all of us yeah it is it's very simple i would say that is there a special prayer that has to be prayed or a picture that has to be colored or a verse that has to be memorized or like a, a coupon code that has to be clipped? No, absolutely what not. Not say? even it says in the slightest. Acknowledge with, you know, with your mouth that mm-hmm. Jesus Christ is Lord. Mm-hmm. And so and believe in your heart, believe in your God heart, raised him from the dead, raised him from the dead. And then, um, what is the C? 
Acknowledge from your heart, believe, or acknowledge with your mouth, believe with your heart. Oh, yeah, I forgot and then that. Cry out. Sorry, that's I forgot. What, I was actually going like the Bible, the, the Bible verses, but you well, were the actual. Yeah, I know. It's the same thing, but the ABCs stand for the Yeah, and then the, the actual, C's is call out on the name right. of God. And so if you, if that's something, this is something that you're looking for with your kids, what do we do now? Go to the description, click on that link, and I'm just going to send you there because I think they do such a great job with it um, that it's just the best place to send you to. Go go look at that. There is, but there is no no special prayer, no special thing, no color. I mean, I know most of us with like the Sunday school upbringing, we feel like there is this thing that has to be done because that's what we were taught um, or it was implied to us through our upbringing. Mm-hmm. So just to throw that out there that – yeah, there isn't that. I know you didn't get the cool little Sunday school like certificate or whatever, but the certificate means nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> and, I mean, there's... and this is what does. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard for us to remember that, especially when you're raised and you're very much indoctrined with these ideas and principles. Um, and then you look at scripture and you realize that it doesn't really hold up. But I would recommend first and foremost with your children, yourself, your spouse, whoever it might be, um, to pull that up because it is a fantastic resource with the scripture and everything there um, to look at. But then kind of playing here with some of these questions. So a special prayer isn't needed, a special color picture isn't needed, a special, you know, verse being memorized is not what's needed. Yeah, no, not at all. I mean, it, it, you don't need to do any of that. You just, like I said, the, the most important thing is just teaching them that the, the, the realities of sin and their need for a savior. Trust if they're not engaged. Now, I said the smaller question, if they're not engaged in reading, if you can't get them into reading, you don't really know how. There's plenty of outlets. Like you said, um, we have the Action Bible that you've done. Love the Action Bible. Many of you done many of video, a couple of videos, haven't you, on it? Yeah. Um, it go watch those. It's really awesome for kids. It's like a comic book version of the Bible for kids. It's and really... I want to do more series on our vlog, kind of going through how we engage our children in Scripture, because I think that is such a big one. Um, but find there are great resources like the Action Bible. A great place if you if even you're overwhelmed by the bible what's in the bible it's a dvd or you can yes, get it on like phil amazon Vischer, video phil Vischer, from um, veggie tales veggie tales yeah. but what's in the bible he goes through literally every book of the bible the whole thing mm-hmm. and just kind of breaks it down in a cute little show even older kids they might kind of like roll their eyes at like really this is kind of babyish or whatever um just watch it for a minute it's hilarious yeah. <laughs> and it's totally funny. it is you really really funny so and you much. will learn a lot we even will reference we're like wait What's in the Bible broke that down, and we'll go like repull yeah. up those episodes so to, to like yeah. look at things for different things from time to time. Um, and it's just a great way for the kids to visualize it. Um, what are you letting into your home? If your home is full of secular TV and music and movies and influences, just all of these things, right? And this is where this goes to back to your family. responsibility. This goes yeah. to your responsibility. And, so and you need to be in charge it? of what you are letting influence your children. If they so are, in the are public, you watching the right? Yeah, things? are you are watching you these things? Are you listening to these things? Are your children out with children who are not saved? Are they spending their time, especially public schooling and things like that, with the world influencing and, their minds? And again, we don't – okay, so what we just said with the listening, you know, are you listening? These things like – there's no there's no set rules of 
what you can and cannot do. We have freedom in Christ, but the whole point of the Holy Spirit is that you just make the good decisions. So you should be able to to filter these things out in yourself. You're like, what is this music am I listening to? What's it talking about? It's mm-hmm. not like we have to sit there, you know, but but we have to be conscious of these things. So you're what right. What, are, what am I letting into my house? Yeah. Like, am I watching like the Met Gala and like all worried about that or, yeah. you know. No, thank you. Well, Anyway. A different topic. Yeah. Well, you know, Lex made the point, um, and I'm going to totally talk about her now, but her and I were talking about the other day, and she said there was a show that she really liked watching. And she said, honestly, she didn't feel like, maybe it wasn't the greatest show, but it wasn't awful either type of a thing. So she was kind of like, I think she was kind of feeling a little bit of conviction, but like, eh, it's not that bad. You know what I mean? We've all been there, you know, where you're like, well, I mean, it could be a lot worse. I'm not watching that show. I'm just watching this show. But then she thought about it and she said, if my children were to come sit in the room while I was watching this, you'd feel really uncomfortable. Would you feel like really uncomfortable or have to yell at them that they needed to get out? Yeah. Because that's, kind of a, that's a, a red ga- flag that's a great, ga- that's like, a great gauge yeah. hey if i would have to make my children leave the room so i could watch this why am i watching this and that's like we tell the kids and we've talked with with even adults if jesus came and sat down and was hanging out with you while you were hanging out with those friends while you were watching that listening to this hanging out here going there thinking about this working on that whatever it may be and this is a great thing for our children to understand. If Jesus came and was hang, just walked up and started hanging out with you while you were doing that, would you feel really uncomfortable? Would you feel really guilty? Would you have to start making a lot of excuses? Yeah. That's your red flag. Yep. But as parents, this is part of it. Because no, it isn't a simple little prayer that you just pray or a picture you color or a verse that you memorize. It's the life that you live. And so we have to be the gatekeepers to our home of who our children get to go out and be around with. You are absolutely that gatekeeper. I don't care what your other family members say. I don't care what friends mm-hmm. say. I don't care about any of that. I don't care what society no, says. Kids you are, are the gatekeeper. Yeah, because kids are Same very... Same way with what comes into your home. Right. You are the... If it does not pass your standard of righteousness, which right. everything should be combed through scripture, then that TV show does no longer exist in our household. That movie, not gonna yeah. happen. Throw it away. Music, not allowed. I'm sorry. This is the reason why, and under your children need to understand the seriousness of this. Yeah, and this is funny because I, I mean, this is coming from somebody that I mean, obviously movies. I was very, you know, that's just part of my past life, and oh, thing, yeah. like there wasn't a movie or TV show I don't think I didn't know about, or you know, whatever it was, but. <clears throat> Especially horror movies. Oh yeah, my goodness, oh you yeah, guys. That was, that was my deal. But, you know, and I, I mean, I literally walked away from all of that just because you ask yourself these questions. You're like, what am I doing? Am I bringing glory to God through these actions? Yes. Yeah. Am I allowed to watch this? Sure. I, I can watch this and still be a Christian and still, yeah. it's not, it's not going to hurt. But, but is it? Is it? <laughs> yeah. What am I really doing? Does mm-hmm. this glorify God here? Mm hmm. Well, now it doesn't glorify God. Then why am I doing it? Yes. It's not about, and I think our children So then you acknowledge, that. if you say, okay, no, it doesn't glorify God, then you acknowledge that you're sinning while you're doing it. Yeah. And this is the worst type of sin is because you're saying, I know I'm sinning, mm-hmm. but I don't care. Mm-hmm. 
and I've said this to I've said this even you know to, to all kinds of people I said think about that that's the worst type of sin and mm-hmm. have you ever done that everybody can go of, of course I could mm-hmm. of course I can I've, all, I've done that so many different times do you understand the seriousness of that I mean, because again, let's look at it from the perspective. We've all been in parenting situations where we were really angry and really upset. And most of those times it was because our children knew they were doing the wrong thing, but they totally disregarded everything you've ever told them. And they continue to do it anyways, just blatantly. And you're like, don't you know that I've told you not to do it? Well, yeah, I want to do it anyways. And that just makes us so angry as parents, right? Well, how is that any different from what we're doing to God? Because it isn't. It isn't. And so, no, there isn't one set thing that we do. Um, again, my, besides like those ABCs of salvation, you know, to make sure your children understand that. Because that's another thing. We don't want our kids to just to just be Christian because we're Christian and we teach them these things. They, they need to understand the weight of these things. It's not just a, hey, you follow Jesus now, okay? Because that's what we're telling you that you do. No, you, they need to understand it. So doing the, the ABCs and making sure that they understand the weight of these things is obviously very important. But after that, it's the lifestyle that you are living. It is what, just like what Deuteronomy says, it's what you are teaching them when you come and when you go, when you wake, when you sleep, when you walk, when you eat. It's what you are doing all day long that makes the difference. What are you giving to them what are you showing them what are you telling them that they need to be focused on and worrying about and thinking of and and all of that that's what is the important thing that we all need to be aware of and striving for righteousness in yeah amen i mean that's that's what we need to do so you know anyway the 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 question was what do we do and the answer is well these things well yeah, I mean, I was just trying to answer to you the question where if you can't get engaged again, still just keep praying and try to engage them in the little things that we did. Um, but in no way, I think there's also a line of it's not like, okay, let me use this example. With our kids, it is required every day that we are going to sit down and read the Bible. Every single day we read three chapters because that was Lily. We used to just read, but then Lily would get annoyed. She likes having a system. And so we said, okay, every day we will read three chapters every day it is a requirement that our children even if you're not feeling great if you can lift your head up off your pillow you You are to be sitting at the table and just listening some days they're really engaged and we're there talking for hours other days they're laying with their head on the table and it's whatever nasty face yeah nasty face the point is is that every day this must happen there's a line, I think, between trying to control and shove something down someone's throat. That is not the way to go about it. But there's all, well, they just weren't engaged, so we stopped doing it. Now, well, that's where it becomes your responsibility as a parent to be instructing your children on these things, right? If your children stopped bathing or brushing their teeth or eating or, I don't know, any anything like that, you would clearly step up and do something about it, right? right? Like, that would be a no-brainer. Like, you must take a shower. Like, you must, you know, do certain things. You would make sure that was taken care of because there would be serious implications to their health and well-being if they didn't. Okay, well, this is their eternal salvation. This is keeping them from, you know, burning in a lake of fire yeah. for all of eternity. I mean, that that's a huge stuff. Way, way worse than, you know, them having poor dental hygiene. Um, 
So I think, obviously, no, it's not that you, you know, tie him to the couch and beat him over the head with Bibles all day long and, you know, just, yeah, I don't know. You get that, like, complete extreme that one way about it. But, yes, to the level of importance, there are certain things, and I think we were very honest with our kids in this, hey, mommy and daddy have had, you guys have been seeing some changes that we've been having spiritually. You know, this is what we did with our kids years back when Brandon really especially had this big, come to Jesus moment before he started seminary and we said we know certain things had been okay in our household they're not anymore I know it's weird you might not get it we explained the reasons why we said these things now they're not okay these types of shows this type of music these things from here on out are no longer acceptable and will no longer be allowed in our in our lives it Mm -hmm. just won't cut and dry we're done and even our youngest kids were like oh Okay, maybe, you know, maybe they didn't understand it to the same level that you understand it, but okay, these things no they longer have a place in their home. for the first little bit, but then they realized that it was like serious. Yeah. And then they just went all, then they got the hang of it. But to, so to answer the question directly though, how can I be sure? Answer that, I would say spiritual fruit. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing we have That's to gauge. That's the only thing that we have to gauge. Mm-hmm. So that's the only gauge, and you'll know. You'll know because your kids will do something. You go, you know what? I'm doing something right. Are my kids producing spiritual fruit? That's the only way you have now, to gauge where your children remember, are. Now, remember, though, they're human like we are. They're no different in that way. They so sin. are you producing spiritual fruit 24-7, 365? Right. Doubt it. Doubt it. <laughs> are you, do you have off days? More than I can count. More than I'd like to admit. I have more off days than I have on days, mm-hmm. which isn't a goal or anything I'm proud of. It's it's something that, I you know. I wouldn't say that about you. I think you're a lot harsher on yourself. Right. I am, but I do feel like, anyway. Um, so, you know, they, they're just like we are. Mm-hmm. So don't become frustrated when they're having off periods, you know. It may last a couple weeks, a month, a year. You know, they may get in a weird stage where they're just like, well, whatever. But just keep the level of, you know, your level of the household, the level of your walk the same. Just, you know, don't overly freak out on them. They'll they'll end up coming back around and and start producing this fruit and doing these things. Like I said, they just do these these sweet things and they they are and get and they they well, and read galatians 5 with them right. let them make sure that you and them understand what these the spiritual fruit is that we're talking right. about and then you know and, and make guys make this real to them because it is because it is it should be as real to them as it is to us these are real people these are real things this mm-hmm. is a living you know document this is this is something that the Bible is alive and applicable to to every generation from here on out, mm-hmm. and these are real places that this happened, and this is where there's a lot of literal things in the Bible, like a literal place that you can show them, and you know they get into learning the history about these places, and oh, yeah, being like, totally. hey, this is still there. This is exactly where this happened. Mm-hmm teach them these things they get really excited once they find out that this is like oh this is real like this is mm-hmm. this is something that uh, this isn't this isn't just pretend this is something yep. that mommy and daddy believe 
and, and this is somewhere that we can actually go and this is what happened and it turns into reality yep so you know just just keep working on it um, but the the only gauge that we have is that spiritual fruit that your children produce so that's is that it? I think that's it. And Hopefully I, that answers something. Yeah, and I know this will, I'm sure this will prompt many questions. Please message them. them. Yeah. Don't be afraid if you're confused. If, But most of all, just don't be discouraged. Mm -hmm. Okay, I didn't mean for this to say, like, if it convicted you, great. You needed to be convicted. But it, it's not, you know, it's not pointing any fingers. It's not wishing anybody to feel horrible about or scared or anything like that don't be just make sure you're doing these things mm -hmm. don't beat yourself over up over yesterday either because nope. you can't control yesterday you can control nope. today and what you're today, doing now. now all right guys hopefully that helped we'll see you next time see you next time